Hey everybody, Brad here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode has been slightly edited since it originally aired. So just in case it sounds like something jumps ahead or cuts off, I just wanted to let you know ahead of time. I always take a lot of pride in editing and releasing these episodes, but every now and then something has to be edited out after the fact. Anyway, I think there is still a lot here to enjoy, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Everyone... Remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? Hold on to your butts. Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 172nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. And after that, we're going to hear from Tom Fishenden inside the Innovation Center, where he tells us all about his experience seeing Jurassic Park in concert. I know he was able to see a lot of different things that he actually never noticed before, um, and it is a truly awesome experience from what I've heard. I still have not been able to see the concert live myself, so I do really, really love hearing everybody's thoughts on the, the whole presentation, you know, hoping that one day I'll be able to see it too. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy hearing from Tom with his experience. But as usual, we do have a few plugs to get underway. Uh, last week over on YouTube, we actually did our first YouTube live stream Q&A kind of thing where I took questions from the viewers and we uh, mostly ended up focusing on Mattel. What's to come, what's gone, and what will never be. Um, I think I even pitched a uh, comedy toy line (laughs) from the films based off somebody's question. So definitely don't miss that video. It was a lot of fun. I'm on it the entire time. Uh, This week coming up on YouTube, we're actually going to be taking a look at the Ellie figure from Mattel. I have just been able to get it. So it's it's brand new to me. I want to take a look at it with you guys because every time I, I've been on YouTube recently, I've been like, I need that Ellie. I can't find that Ellie. And I found it. So um, we'll probably do that and also another live stream. I'm thinking uh, that should be on, on the uh, schedule for this week. Anyway, we'll keep you posted on potential upcoming videos. But all right, we have a fun episode for you. So why don't we get this one kicked off? Somebody else will. Due to technical difficulties, all our exhibits are now closed. You are acting like we are engaged in some kind of mad science. And Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? Bigger, scarier, um, cooler, I believe is the word that you use in your memo. Any incidents? Yeah, six kids in the lost and found, uh, 28 down with heat stroke. All of this exists because of me. It's like taking a stroll through the woods 65 million years ago. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Innovation Center here on the Jurassic Park podcast. So you're joining me, Tom, uh, this evening or whenever you're listening in 
and I'm kind of sitting here alone talking to my audio recording device because I really really wanted to kind of put some thoughts out in audio about Jurassic Park in concert so last night I think it was either the 29th or the 28th of September I can't quite remember Um, (laughs) I'm really bad with dates Uh, I went and saw Jurassic Park in concert at the Royal Albert Hall in London so I met up with Jack Delamar from um, Jurassic Outpost and also Raptor Chaser 17 or Sunny um, who is a friend from Twitter so it was really really cool Um, it was actually my first time seeing the first Jurassic Park film on the big screen and um, my first time seeing a film in concert so it was really really interesting Um, I think from the standpoint of it being my first time seeing Jurassic Park on the big screen I picked up on a lot of details so um, I noticed the fact that Muldoon has a handgun holster on his belt which I never noticed before and I think it kind of speaks volumes of his character like potentially I did some research it's a US Army grade holster like maybe he served in the military before um, he resorted to becoming a hunter in his younger years which is kind of interesting to consider um, and I also picked up on like more characters in the background during the initial visitor center scenes and a whole host of different stuff which um, I had never really noticed before so it was really really interesting getting to see the film on the big screen and really you know getting to pick up on a lot of smaller details that um, have just never quite been prominent to me before and I suppose in some ways it was really really interesting for me because it's the first time I've ever been fully immersed in um, Jurassic Park and I know that sounds really really bad to say but obviously whenever you just watch something on a normal computer screen or a television screen um, you're not really fully immersed so um, yeah as I was saying I was really really immersed in it which was absolutely you know really special and I think it's interesting because everybody else in the Royal Albert Hall was kind of immersed to the same level which was obviously wonderful it's a really really positive atmosphere um kind of similar to midnight launches and things where you're sitting in an environment where everyone is there not because it's like some casual film showing but because it's something that's clearly been put on for people who are fans of something so um everyone was like laughing at the right cues whenever Malcolm came out with one of his witty sentences the audience would be bursting with laughter Um, everyone would laugh at the little moments Tim has like when he says God bless you Um, (laughs) so it was just really really touching being part of this audience where everyone was clearly really really immersed in what was going on and really really um, I suppose big fans of the franchise and it was kind of nice seeing how many people were there who um, I haven't potentially had the chance to connect with yet, you know? There were definitely a lot of people who I haven't seen on Twitter, I haven't seen anywhere else, so it was really interesting to just see little groups of people who probably don't, to be honest, even know this podcast exists, and just have their small group of friends who love Jurassic Park. Um, I think that's really, really special, and it does a lot to kind of show us, you know... um, what fandoms truly mean and what they really are it's all about friends meeting up with other friends and sharing in experiences they enjoy so um 
it was really, really special for me. A really emotional experience, I feel. It definitely felt like I was getting to witness a special moment in history, almost seeing the score live. Um, and I think in terms of the score being live, one of the first things I noticed was actually how a lot of the film doesn't use music. So um, Spielberg has very specifically chosen to only have music playing in areas where he thinks it will be really, really beneficial. So um, you get music playing in the helicopter ride and I think that that there really captures the sense of wonder of arriving on Nublar. You get music playing in the last action sequence. And I think all of that really, really comes together to um, showcase how spectacular John Williams' theme is. And really, really, you know, how effective it is with on-screen storytelling. Because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously music is one half of the storytelling we can see stuff on screen but if there isn't any music to go alongside with it then things like tone aren't set as effectively um and on the subject of that helicopter descent scene hearing the original soundtrack come into full fruition as the chopper flies in i can't put it into words I had shivers, it was a really, really special moment, and it felt like I was witnessing something incredibly special um, within that moment, which was really, really nice. I think um, definitely the people who were playing were incredibly talented. Ben, the conductor, um, who I now follow on Twitter, I think, yeah, um, was very, very good. He knew exactly how to get the right tunes out of all of his orchestra. And equally, the orchestra themselves were fantastic. I didn't notice any chords that were hit wrongly or anything. It all blended perfectly. And it was the original soundtrack, which was phenomenal. Um, it was interesting because obviously having the audio different to what it usually is, I actually picked up on the vocals a lot more um so the lines that the characters were delivering and i noticed a couple of lines from characters that i've never really picked up on before like a couple of additional reactions the fact that ellie keeps talking to herself while she walks around the back of the triceratops um really moments which i've never actually had the opportunity to pick up on before which was really really interesting and um it just you know it did a lot to really kind of differentiate the experience and make the experience fresh for me and um really really you know i don't know just get me really invested in the night and in having this amazing jurassic filled evening and i think it really had a positive psychological effect on me because i came away um from the concert and today I shot two reviews for Jurassic Collectibles. I wrote two articles for the podcast and I did a bunch of Jurassic themed stuff because I felt so overwhelmed with a love for the franchise after seeing it in concert. It really, you know, I don't know when you get to live something like that and you actually get to do it, it, it really has an effect on you and you can't quite process like, I, I want to say I'm emotional, but I'm not. There's something deeper there, something very, very psychological to do with my affinity for the franchise, that seeing that live has really, you know, had a positive impact on me. I'm really, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't really put into words how much it meant to me. It felt like, um, 
I think the best way to describe it is experiencing a moment in history. Like, I think that the soundtrack, particularly for that first film, is part of some of the most iconic soundtracks that John Williams has ever worked on. So being able to hear something that iconic and something that's such a rich part of cinema history performed live was just overwhelming in some senses in terms of how much value it had to me not just as a fan of Jurassic Park but as a fan of the film industry as well Um, I did pick up the guide and it has a lot of insightful information into not only John Williams but the orchestra who performed uh, the conductor Ben and his past experiences and it was really really cool reading about him actually because I learnt that he did Jaws um He's doing a first ever showing a Casino Royale in a different language. I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. But um, it was interesting learning that there is this whole side of orchestra that um, specialise in playing alongside films. Because it's something you never really think to process. But actually there's a lot of people who specialise in playing live music to film. Which is really, really cool to learn about and consider. Um, I kind of, yeah... I think that wraps it up. I would go on a bit longer, but I don't really want to just repeat the same things. I think overall it was a really, really special experience. It was nice getting to see, obviously, Jack and Sonny again. And really just being, like, in this room with so many other Jurassic fans fills you with such a sense of energy and excitement that it's really, really hard to convey. I think it's in moments like that where you're sitting in a room like that filled with people who love something just as much as you do, that you really realise just how lucky we are to be a part of this franchise and a part of this community. So, Jurassic Park in concert was incredible, still touring around the UK, so if there are any tickets on sale near you, I really recommend you go and see it, because for me, this is an experience that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. It has been amazing and I can't quite put into words just how much it's going to mean to me for the rest of my life. Thanks for listening to me getting a little bit emotional and rambling on guys. Um, I appreciate it and as always thank you for coming back and checking back in with how I'm doing here on the Innovation Centre. I really appreciate it and it's concerts like this that really reinforce to me just how lucky we are to have a community that consists of people like you who constantly interact with and listen to content and really keep this franchise alive. So thank you and enjoy the rest of this episode. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all of our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that?
Thanks for listening to the 172nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I can't forget to thank Tom for the great Innovation Center. Yet again, I'm loving all the stuff you've been experiencing lately, Tom. Keep up the great work, and I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. Keep an eye on the website for another great article later this week from Tom. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for Jurassic fans like you to find us. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. <laughs>